The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. Today, we're excited to have Anderson Oil in the studio. And uh, he's going to tell us about his small business story, Hey, Mr. Anderson. Hey, how y'all doing? Andre Anderson Jr., right? <laughs> yeah. That's you? Yeah, that's me. All right. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. You're from Wichita, right? Yeah, born and raised. Yeah. What high school? Northwest oh alumni. Gosh. Bam. And you know, okay. I got to stick it to him, Grizzly. Grizzly Nation. And <laughs> yes. this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, for our listeners, as you know, Don uh, graduated from Northwest High School. So I have lots of questions. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. Mr. Nice. Anderson. All right. So born and raised in Wichita, Northwest High School. Um, and now you're an owner of a small mm-hmm. business, Anderson mm-hmm. Oil. It was it was definitely a tough process getting there. Um, that, but a little bit about me. Yeah, like I said, I'm born and raised from here. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my like business gear set came from my father. Um Really, I mean, you, there's really like no expl- like explaining my beginning roots without him. I would say per se, but mm-hmm. but as far as a little bit about me, man, um, yeah, I'm a father, a beautiful girl. She's four. She'll be five um, in December. Um, and currently, I'm engaged right now. Congrats! <laughs> thank you, thank you. And uh, just handling business day by day, like I told you guys earlier, I was working on a car right before I got here, so. That's pretty much it. I really just wanted to grasp the concept of just bringing convenience to people. Four or five years ago, so when my lady was pregnant, right, um, we I didn't know nothing about nothing. Like four or five, six years ago, I didn't know how to really, other than taking a spare tire off, you know, I didn't really know much about nothing. And we needed a fuel pump in our car. Everybody's booked. Everybody's busy. It's around the holidays. And they're, or they're charging upwards, you know, just because they know that they're busy. Mm-hmm. And all I had was a flathead screwdriver and probably about $300, which is just about what I needed for a fuel pump. And so, you know, it was kind of struggling at that point in time. And so with her, a flathead and a screwdriver, we ended up getting it out at some point. And so I was thinking to myself, like, who else, you know, has that problem? Who else doesn't know what they're doing? Who else is busy or, you know, say they're having issues with scheduling availability like that? And I also remember a point in time in history, there were a lot more service stations. Mm -hmm. You know, you could come up, get your gas, get your serpentine belt, pulled off oil chain, et cetera. And so I was like, I want to bring all of that, you know, and plus education. Granted, there's some things I'm not doing on my back. 
But the whole premise of it was was to bring like hand tools, convenience, kind of show people that they can do it. Because I always offer people to come out, hang outside. I'm doing this in your driveway, so why not? You know, mm -hmm. um, that sort of stuff. And that that's pretty much the basis off of what it started on. You know, convenience. <laughs> Wow, that is pretty awesome. So you were like, I don't know how to get this fuel pump out, and I can't. I did, afford you know, it. some you YouTube know what? videos. I'm about to look at this YouTube video and see what's up. Yeah, and so after that, I, when we got it in, I felt like that was kind of, I would say, a calling in per se. You know, because even times prior to that, uh, I flooded my car. Different car, but I had flooded it trying to go to a party I had no business going to, and um, it obviously That's didn't. The, we're start. gonna leave that for a different yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wanted to jump on it, then I backed off. Um, Never mind. Go ahead, E. <laughs> I, I watched my grandpa bring it back to life. Basically, he was firing water out of the pistons, and I thought to myself, "There's no way that this car is gonna start." And he took everything apart, put everything back together, did it like twice, probably about three or four oil changes later, and it, boom. And so for me, that was kind of like my first flick of the domino. As like, okay, I'm gonna go to school for this. I'm getting a career in this. Let me grab a degree. I need a certification. And then one thing led to another. And then I was like, okay, now I'm doing this full fledged. We're okay. here now. That I mean, so it went from <laughs> I don't know what to do with this fuel pump. We struggling. I'm gonna make it happen with this flathead screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> to Papa's out in the driveway. Yeah. I'm watching him work yeah. on this car. Wow, there's something that's igniting in me. Yeah. I'm gonna go to school. Yeah. Get a certification. Yeah. And how long was that process? Uh, they actually at Butler is where I went to go get my mm -hmm. auto tech. Um, they actually condensed the two year program into one year. So it really was only like just 12 months, just wow. constantly going out to El Dorado five days a week. Mm -hmm. Now, that was kind of a stress because, you know, I'm staying here. So that's 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back. But yeah, I was doing that five days a week and I didn't have any money to go to like UTI. Mm -hmm. They made you travel, you know, going out to Dallas or somewhere like that. And I didn't have that money. So yeah. But isn't that amazing that we have the tools right here in our backyard yeah. at Butler County offering such an amazing service, yeah. condensed it down to a year, allowed you to get the education that was necessary to start your own business. Yeah. Now, once you you got the education, mm -hmm. you were like, OK, now I want to bring this convenience to people. Yeah. So what was that next step? You, you've never written a business plan. You never. You no. Know, and that's kind of like where my where my father comes in, you know, with the business plan and steps like that. But when I when I was leaving school, I was like, I need to do something with this. Mm -hmm. But what it, what does it look like? And so the beginning process of it was was kind of just buying a bunch of stuff that I thought I might need or think I might need in the future or I did know I need. And 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 it was just scrambling a big thousand piece puzzle. And the pieces are, you know, across the room. And of course, I'm trying to gather them and figure out, okay, how are they going here? Where are they going now? And um, eventually, but stuff started falling in line. Um, I just knew I needed to get out there. I needed to find my first person, get my, you know, those nervousness out the way, get a little mm -hmm. shaky because I'm like, how do I ask somebody for money? You know, and I actually ran into an employee at AutoZone on the east side off 13th and Oliver. Said, man, I really need a transmission pan gasket. I need an oil change. You know, I need a new filter. And I'm like, I mean, it'd be my first time, but um, what do you think? <laughs> and he gave me a shot and um, and it went successful. And I would say from that very first service and then everything that happened up prior to that point, I was like, this has to be happening for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so I've just decided that moment right there, I was like, okay, regardless of whatever happens, whether it's bad, I go broke, whether I have a bad day, whatever, this is this is where I'm headed. So I just strapped on my shoes and I just kept walking one foot in front of the other. That's a beautiful story. Beautiful story. Don? Excellent. Uh, the epitome of entrepreneurship. You found a need and you filled it. 
That's that's pretty darn cool. Thank you. Um, was it just you and the company? Um, right now, I do it with my father. My uncle has involvement, too. We try to keep everything right now in the family until, like, uh, I don't know, we do this for, say, 10, 20 years from now. I haven't been around that long. And so <laughs> I kind of want to just get everything solidified with people I know and I trust. So I'm just keeping it small for right now. And in order to do that, what's your specialty? I mean, are you trying to do everything or is oil changes your specialty? Or, or yeah. you can do it all? I can pretty much... There's some things I can't do, but like exhaust work per se, I'm not going to replace somebody's entire exhaust system in their driveway off okay. my back, that sort of thing. You kind of want a lift for that. Mm -hmm. um, or if you need like a hydraulic press for like bearings. But say if it's if it's a bolt, part, grease, or fluid, I can do it, you know, and I do do it. So water pumps, we're talking water pumps, transmission, cooler lines, pan gaskets, oil pan gaskets, timing covers, timing chains, you know, that sort of stuff. I'm doing all that there in the driveway. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'll never bite off more than I can chew. You know, if I'm saying, hey, you need to go to this shop. They've got a lift. I know a guy. He'll get mm -hmm. you right. That's what I do. Okay. Do you feel that you suggesting they go somewhere else? Is that a reciprocation? Do they suggest... Um, no, Did they reciprocate I, back. I really don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't send anyone anywhere in hopes of really getting anything back. I mean, we all stay here in one city. So, I mean, I don't tell them, hey, tell them Andre from Innocent Oil sent you in hopes of getting credit or, or work out with any sort of businesses. I mean, I go in there as say like I go in there as just a regular consumer. Um, and I'll take my personal experiences. I don't tell them that I own a business. I don't tell them I work on cars. I don't tell them nothing. Too late. They'll <laughs> know now. <laughs> but, you know, I just walk in there and I say, hey, I need this. And based off of how they treat me, how the process is, how much it costs, or whatever, and I just leave. And then, send, and, uh, say, Judy needs something done that I can't do, I send them right there and just say, hey, this is that place. And then I just don't say anything because I don't know. I'm not really looking for. Like, oh, because I sent you, you know, some customers, right. I want something right. back. It just, it kind of depends. If there's really something lucrative in it or that helps the business truly evolve, then I'll pursue that route. But if it's just more so you scratch my back, I scratch your back, that sort of thing, it's too much to keep track of how many favors you gave somebody. So it really is just out of the heart. I think I have an idea, but I don't like to assume. What problems does your business solve for um, the customer? Definitely convenience and availability. The, you know, you most shops are closed at 5 to 6 o'clock in the evening. 5 to 6 o'clock in the evening. Most people um, or getting off anywhere from 3, 3.30 to 5 o'clock at that point in time. So, you know, if it's Friday and you've already got plans with the family or friends, whatever, for Saturday and Sunday, when you get off work, you're not thinking about getting that car worked on. I mean, you thought about it, but you're not, like, making it a priority. As long as it starts and gets you home safely, that's kind of all you're really worried about. But, say, while you are doing what you need to do between 8 and 5 and your oil was already changed before you even left to go home, I mean, you can't really beat that. I've already got a sticker in there that smells good. Oil change. The car telling you the oil change is 100% on the dash when you get in and wow. you just go home. And so that, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, that yeah. for itself is awesome. Because I've noticed as the as the years go on, we for some reason we get busier and busier and busier and busier and busier. And people get so real tunnel vision, like you're wearing mm -hmm. a football helmet. You know, you can't really see anything over here or over mm -hmm. there. You just see what's right here and you don't think about it. And that's where I come in because those owner manuals have preventative maintenance. A lot of people don't even check those books. They just sit in the glove compartment and they go home. Mm -hmm. You know, but those books tell you this needs to happen at this amount of miles. This needs to happen. And so that's where I come in. I already know all that stuff. Wow. And so now I'm access, I'm 
contacting you through email, phone call, or through our website. Like, hey, you're at 150,000 miles now. It's time for spark plug, serpentine belt. What do you, what's your availability looking like? Right. A lot of times people put it off until that car doesn't start. Now right. they're calling me. You know, they put it. Now you know, it's too late. But I, mean, I like it's not to too really late, try but... to push the educational piece of preventative maintenance. You never really will have a bad car. Like your car's just not going to break down if you take care of it before it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. When it starts making that noise that you question, like, is it, did that? Go ahead and take it in the shop. Excellent. You know, that sort of stuff. But people put it off and put it off until they get in a car wreck or the car doesn't start or they can't drive or something like that. And so while I'm there, I love handing out pieces of education too. Like, hey, you know, you don't need to call me out here. Next time you can just take this and this and do that. Okay. Saves you $100, you know, just in a conversation. Okay. A couple of quick questions before I turn it back to E. Yeah. When's your business? I mean, when do you service a vehicle during the day? I mean, how late in the day do you go? Oh, um, it kind of depends on the weather. Okay. Being a mobile service, I'm really trying to like break the confines of everything. So like really, I, if in the summertime, especially summer hours, I'm running eight to eight all eight day, eight. Monday okay. through Sunday. But like during something like the winter where obviously the sun sets to like 5, 530, I'm not hanging out outside at seven o'clock when it's 25 degrees out. It's right. not happening. But, Understood. you know. Understood. Why but, not? <laughs> See, the, the per- seeing the person that hey. hates cold. I do. <laughs> I mean, she, she's trying to clown, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, one more question. Mm-hmm. You've been an entrepreneur for a couple of years now, a few years now. Yeah. How do you define success? Are you there? I think success, I think the measurement, the definition, is it, it changes with each person, each business. But for me personally, um, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Okay. And I define it by, I think, just just freedom, availability, you know, and uh, financially too, you know, say, I don't know, you want to go to the grocery store and, and depending on how many people in your household, if it costs you three or $400 at the grocery store, and then say like, you're tired now because you don't went to the grocery store, you don't feel like cooking, you still have money for takeout, you know, and then okay. plus everybody in my household is not working or everybody that I talk to is not working. Everybody that I talk to on a day-to-day basis, so whether that's my dad or a friend or whatever that yeah. I, that helps me with this or that I talk to on a regular basis, as long as they're still in a job or they're still in need or or know what want is, I haven't hit that level yet Excellent. until I take care of everybody. E? That's a pretty cool story. Um, despite the fact that you went to Northwest, you're a pretty cool dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I like you. you. And I love your your drive and your passion that, you know, helping other people along yeah. the way. You've employed family. You got yeah. them going. Yeah. And that's really important um, to me. And, I, you know, I'm glad to hear that that's a part of your. So where did um, you go to school? The best. Southeast, of course. <laughs> the Wichita High Junior School, High. Southeast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and That's funny. So <laughs> tell me, you know, along your journey, what surprised you the most in your journey in entrepreneurship? Anything? I've been surprised like every month since this, <laughs> you know, but I would say like, the, I would say definitely the things that stood out. The number one thing that stood out and surprised me the most was lack of support that I got in the beginning. Oh, wow. Especially from people that I had talked to for years. You know, it's always those ones that are your friends or your family that, "Eh," Uh, you know, yeah, that sound cool, mm -hmm. you know, but where your job at? You know, where do you work? Or what, what, what are you really doing for some money, though? Is that your little, your little, your little business? Side hustle. The little side uh. hustle. You know, and these are people that, and, and when you guys were on the same level before you had that dream, mm-hmm. 
you know, they were having the same dream. Oh, I want to start my business. Oh, I want to do this. Then you actually do it. Right. And it's like, uh, I, you can't even get a Facebook share. You know, yeah. you can't you can't get a like. You ask for likes, you ask for shares, but you see them sharing memes and all, right, all sorts right. of stuff, yeah. you know. So that was a big eye opener for me, for sure, because I was like, well, I thought we was friends because mm-hmm. I've always supported their stuff, whether right. it was sewing or knitting or whatever mm-hmm. they believed in. You know, I was like, here, I'll throw some money at it. Yeah. Or I'll show up. And there'll be 16 people there, but I'll be one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll show up for the whole thing. Um, second thing, for sure, that surprised me the most. I think in the very beginning, I got over this after a while, but in the very beginning, another thing that surprised me was the fact that it actually started taking off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'll honestly, I'll be honest, you know, because I was thinking, like, there's no way I can compete. There's play, like, you can go to um, anywhere, you know, get oil changes, $19.99, even like Walmart, like Quaker State. You can go get that. It's just, it's it's up there. And I'm like, how do you, how do you beat that? Because it's like $20 in gas just to get to them. You know, right. I'm like, how do I, how do I understand or explain to them, you know, and then it started to take off. It was slow in the beginning. And I would definitely say the third thing that got me was the resistance that I got. It was just that it's so foreign. I've learned here in this city that if the idea or the concept of whatever it is that you've got going on is against societal norms or is a little bit foreign to people, if they don't understand it, they push away from it. Mm-hmm. If I, I don't, like, I don't know you. I don't know this. Get away from me. Right. And just like, you know, I had a lady ask for an oil change. She contacted me for an oil change. Well, I told her part of the process is, is I'm a mobile mechanic. I have to come to your residence if that's where the car's at or wherever the car's at, you know. But I got to come to you. So I asked for her address. And she's like, well, I don't want to give you my address. That's weird. You're a stranger. And I'm like, I'm, well, it's not a stranger. It's a, I'm a business. But I could understand because I'm small. So I could understand how you see it that way. But she has no problem giving Pizza Hut her address to right. get pizza delivered right. to the house. I'm like, it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. I'm still changing. And then it's like, well, how do you change the oil? What are you going to do? That makes no sense. I got to go to the shop. I have to get it on a lift. And getting past that hump, too, is the longest yeah. part. It's like, just don't worry about it. Like, I'm, I'm going to be there. And, of course, I always invite you can stand out. He can hang outside. Mm-hmm. You can watch me through the window. Mm-hmm. So those those three things were probably the biggest surprising factors. I've had a lot of bumps in the road, for sure, fin- financially, um, whether it was equipment or people, mm-hmm. even people that worked with me. You know, I've had a lot of bumps in the road. But I expected those. So those weren't biggest surprises. But I would say those three that I just think those would probably be my biggest surprises. Well, you know what? I kudos to you exactly. because you continue to persevere <laughs> and you, you you continue to go after your dreams, even though you know you saw and it is shocking and hurtful when you have a lack of support from those who you think or think who would support you or who yeah. said they would always support mm. you, right? Yeah. And you're right about uh something if it's new, um, people are apprehensive. Yeah. So I'm just really happy that you are Thank continuing you. <laughs> in, in your journey. Well, friends, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, but we'll be back to hear more from Andre Anderson and Anderson Oil. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. 
To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Welcome back, friends. We are here with Anderson Oil, and we are learning about his mobile business. So, Andre, you said you do a little bit of um, everything, but um, oil changes is your, you know, your bread and butter and yeah. things like that. So, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, it's a convenience factor. If I'm at work and I need you to come to me, you'll come, right? Yeah. And that's amazing. So, do you have different packages that people can uh, purchase? I mean, what is, what does that look like as far as affordability? So I try to keep it simple because I'm already kind of confusing <laughs> the fact that I'm mobile. So I only have two packages. You only getting you you either get an A or B with me okay. to keep it simple because when I try to hold people for like ten minutes of a conversation, I've lost them. Right. You know, I've got this package and this package and this package. So I'm like, I got two option A, option B. Well, option A is just a full synthetic. They're both gonna be full synthetic oils. I believe since it's 2022, I really don't believe in conventional oil really been put in anybody's car anymore. Or really even synthetic blend is still fine depending upon the brand. Mm -hmm. But um, I run full synthetic everything. Um, Now, the first package, I mean, you're getting a multi-point inspection just like anywhere else you go. You're getting the car looked at top to bottom. Tires are getting measured. Brakes are getting measured and whatnot. The only thing that you're missing between that first one and the second one is additional fluids, like washer fluid, coolant, brake fluid, that sort of stuff. You're not getting the extra top-offs with that one. But the second one comes with a much better oil. Um, it's a 20,000 mile oil and you're getting at all the fluids with that one. So there's the price difference between those two, but that one's coming with brake fluid, coolant, transmission fluid, all everything that you need, mm-hmm. you know, but the first one I'm just kind of looking at and I'm like, yeah, this looks a little low. You should probably top it off in your free time. The second one, I'll just top it off for you. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. Now, right now you do, uh, individuals, do you service, uh, small businesses or small dealerships or anything like that? <clears throat> Currently, I don't have any contracts with anyone. As far as for businesses, there are businesses where I go to service certain individuals at that business, but I don't have anything like locked in with gotcha. with them. But there's there's a couple businesses here in the city where I, I frequent them, some of the people that work in there and I go there. Um, but I don't have anybody like I'm doing straight like contractual, sure. um, like kind of like government vehicles or anything like that. Is that something that you would look forward to or want to expand to in the future? Most definitely. Just because, I mean, it's a little bit of... Consistency with individuals and residents. I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm kind of like if they need certain things, you can't group them, you know, and with and with us with a fleet contract. I mean, I can group everybody's vehicle that's there. You're getting a discount and it's all one day. Bang, bang, bang. And you don't have to see me again for X amount of time. Mm -hmm. So that would that would be kind of cool because then that way I'm not dispersed out all across the month. I got one day in the month that I'm coming to a specific business, right. knocking all the vehicles. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think <laughs> that is, a, you You know, you talked about it being foreign to a lot of residential customers, but it's not foreign to those small businesses, right? Who has a fleet. Yeah. that so, um, you know, that may be something. So Yeah, but, and, and I've been trying to drive home the fact that you can keep the vehicles there. Yeah. A lot of the businesses that are here are still driving or having their employees take their vehicles to somewhere and have it taken care of while they're on the clock. Mm. 
or, you know, sometimes that messes up the route. But it would be a much more convenient if, say, I'm catching them right before they even start their route. They have to take the vehicle and it's already taken care of and they don't have to stay late or you don't have to, as a business owner, you wouldn't have to pay um, an employee on the clock to go get an oil change. Because mm-hmm. a lot of time that's what happens. And if those shops are busy, that oil change is taking that employee at least an hour. Yeah. So if you're paying that person 15 or $20 an hour, they just made, you know, some free money just sitting there waiting on their car to get mm-hmm. worked on. Mm-hmm. So that way you can take care of it while it's there. But I think it's the fact of wondering, can I handle the volume and I'm coming things to like do that. it yeah. and certain things. So Yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, so how does someone get a hold of you? How do we find you? Uh, Facebook, Google. Um, I also have a website as well. You can find me on the website. Twitter, not so much. I do have a Twitter, but I mean, you know, uh, not a lot of people are using Twitter. <laughs> so you like Don thing. pretty much. Uh. You know, wow. Wow. I'm sitting here with my... He, he's about <laughs> to get on TikTok, though. So <laughs> I mean, it's just not... The it's just not, it's, it's, it's not. It's not my thing. You know, it's no, not I my thing it. really to keep up. Because I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to make me a, say, a TikTok video, right? Doing an oil change, but yeah. also hold the drain plug and my wrench and hold I the phone mean, with my teeth. You put know? on a go cam on your head. Oh, I don't no. know. <laughs> Let the oil do it. She has all the I answers. I have the answers. I, just, I, I don't do it, but I, I you know. I don't do it. Um, but, but no, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, email. Yeah, but email, Facebook, website. And then like, yeah, we've got a Twitter and an Instagram too. But okay. um, I'm you. not as, but the, but we post on that all the time. And so my final question before I give it over to Don mm-hmm. is, so the chamber, you've been a member of the chamber for how long? I uh, became a member of the chamber last year. Last year. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it was my first year in. <laughs> Your first year in and the chamber. So what do you think of the resources like this wonderful podcast that <laughs> <laughs> the chamber offers? I mean, like, it's, it's pretty popping, huh? The chamber has amazing resources. I've been to a handful of events, um, even when they were via, like, Zoom call, too, because mm-hmm. there were some times we were doing Zoom calls for COVID and whatnot. So this is honestly pretty cool. They can get out. Because, yeah, my first year, I felt like I didn't get to experience everything the chamber had to offer doing everything because you can't meet you know mm-hmm. so I thought it was kind of weird and not very many people want to sit there and look at you through a microphone or through a little camera on the laptop and all that sort of stuff you want to meet but other than that I think it's awesome I've met people that I didn't think I would meet um, I've met people that I was I was like okay I didn't know I needed to know that person you know and yeah. I met them through here I would say that um, definitely it's given me a great networking resource pool mm-hmm. to pull from for sure and yes the amazing podcast you yes know, this podcast is awesome yeah. I give you that <laughs> excellent thank you excellent I want to go back on the 20,000 mile synthetic mm-hmm. oil change are you telling me that you do an oil change and I wouldn't have to get another one for 20,000 miles or did I hear that wrong no you didn't hear that wrong that is definitely a 20,000 mile oil but here is the catch though um, okay. I definitely do always recommend never to leave oil in a car longer than a, tw- a year 12 months max okay. you know most of the time I would say that oil there and um 25,000 mile oil 20,000 mile oil more so for those people that are commuting you right. know that are going to El Dorado every day Monday through Friday or mm-hmm. something like that that you know they're burning up oils but say like your job is or wherever you go mm-hmm. is 5 miles from you right you know that wouldn't be I mean the average driver is anywhere from 10 to 15,000 miles in a year. Correct. So, I mean, if you're doing anything above that, that would probably recommend it for that. That's kind of for that. And and I wouldn't cut anybody off on additional foods. I mean, if they was like, hey, will you really, really put additional foods on the first package? You know, if they give me like 10 bucks, I'll do it. You know, right. 10 bucks extra, I'll do it. But um, 
Yeah, I, um, 12 months. I wouldn't leave it in there longer than 12 months. But that oil is a better oil, though. You know, it really lubricates the pistons, um, yeah. the, the lifter rings around the bottom of those pistons. You know, a lot of those times, those those oils that you see on the shelf, you can go in to go to AutoZone, those sort of places. The they have a is. bunch of additives. Mm-hmm. The additives get burnt up, all that pumping. You know, you got to think all that heat that's inside mm-hmm. the motor. All those additives kind of like remind me of toast crumbs. You know, at the bottom of your toaster, mm-hmm. you open that latch and all that comes out. Well, they can't go anywhere because it's not like the there's a hole for the oil to go out other right. than that drain plug. Right. So as long as the drain plug's in there, those additives are just circling around, burning up. And the additives are only a good for, I would say, like three-fourths of the life of that oil. Mm-hmm. You know, most oil that you're getting off the shelf, say it's a 10,000-mile oil. That oil, the peak of it is only lasting about 7,500 miles. Now, it can go to 10,000 miles, but it's not as good as it was that first 7,000 miles. But you definitely still need to pull it out after 10. If you don't pull it out after 10, bad stuff happens. You know, it starts turning into jello. Um, you start moving stuff. I mean, the filter gets clogged. I mean, and then you start leaking oil through the filter housing. So mm-hmm. you definitely got to get it out. Gotcha. Regardless, that's why I recommend, even if it's 20K, pull it out after 12 months. After 12 months. Excellent. Who do you take your inspiration from locally? Definitely my dad. Your dad. My dad. Okay. I would say solid. Yeah, my dad's my backbone, man. That's okay. I would not. I don't think I ever would have thought of this if it really wasn't for my dad. He's got the biggest heart, ambition. I mean, the dude is driven. <laughs> he only sleeps like two to four hours a day. And he's just constantly at it all the time. Ever since I was little, um, he really kind of instilled me to kind of just go get it. I don't think I ever would have thought that. I think I would have went the traditional route um, that most people go. But with him, and my, I had him in my corner, and he's still in my corner all the time. So, like, when he's there, I'm like, I can do it. You know, right. even if yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks hard. Like, I did my, I did an oil change on a semi-truck. before. It was my first time I did one wow. on a semi-truck. And I was like, there's no way. I don't have the equipment. I, I'm sitting here venting to him, crying. I don't have this. I don't have that. And he was like, you got what you need. Wow. You know? And he's like, go do it. He's like, he's like, you wouldn't be this far if you weren't. I believe in you. And him telling me that he believe, he tells me that he believes me like once a week. Yeah. You know, just once a week. He's just constantly there. And he's, you know, and he's successful in his own endeavors. Mm-hmm. And just to see the fact that to have somebody that's a blueprint right in front of your face 24 7, he, he passes this obstacle. You know, he got his, you know, business administration degree. You know, he graduated twice. He graduated again, you know, and he keeps going again and going again and going again. And he finds ways to constantly reinvent himself. And he's, you know, double my age. And so I'm like, if this guy is just going and going and going and going, what am I doing? You know, I'm like, I'm not I'm not working hard enough. So then I look and see what he's doing. I I check in with him and I see he's going 100 miles an hour still. And it's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, he's still going at it. I mean, he goes and checks in at church first. But then <laughs> after he leaves church, he's right back on right it. Back I'm on. like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm calling him. What you doing, man? Oh, I'm leaving this meeting. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving this. I'm getting done mm-hmm. with this. I'm getting done with that. I'm getting done with this. And and then he still finds time to clean his house. <laughs> so right. I'm like, for somebody. Do you, do you find time still to clean your house? Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not you know. Lie. Having a house full of girls that I got is kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But wow. but definitely from him, you know, definitely from him. I I didn't really look to anyone else that was here in the city and was like, oh, I want to be a business owner because of that person. You know, I didn't want. I didn't even think about it or even want to do it until I saw my dad do it. Or you know, and I was like, okay. Well, as we are wrapping up, I mm-hmm. just really want to know what's what's on the horizon for you. What's what's next for Anderson Oil? 
constant evolution. Um, I definitely have some new oil change packages rolling out here shortly. Um, and then I would say by summer, I'm going to have access to products I haven't had in years. Mm. I got products that are going to increase uh, horsepower in people's um, vehicles off of just the first service. So you'll notice it right away. You know, I've got oil thinner getting rid of all that chunk, like even old cars, you know, that have all that built up sludge in there. I've got chemicals to get that out. And you're getting all that out, you know, in the same time that I'm there, you not have to do anything extra. I'm pouring this all in there. Um, but constant evolution, you know. Um, I'm plan on getting in the building. Um, I still gonna I'm still gonna offer mobile services, of course, but having people drive to the building, because there are some people I've had a mother tell me that she can't have me come to the house because of her kids. She's trying to yeah. get away from them kids. So yeah. she's like, I don't want you to come to the oil change here. You know, so I want to have a building so people can come there. And plus the prices will be cheaper there at the building, because obviously I'm not driving to you. Right. Um having there, still having that mobile aspect and um having a little Anderson oil one somewhere, every little piece of land that I can put it on. Wonderful. You know, but cheer, we are cheering for you. Thank you. Thank you. I plan on doing some more stuff later on after that. I don't think I'm going to stop with the innocent oil. I don't really, you know, I see myself doing more stuff, bigger stuff. But right now, that's that's my ship. That's what I'm focused on. Wonderful. Thank you. Don. Excellent. Um, now it's time to have some fun. You've dealt with Ebony. <laughs> I know it was brutal. You don't. We live it every day. But you got... 30 minutes of it. So give you some word association, my man. I'll give you one word. You give one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. You ready? All right. <laughs> yeah, he's saying, all right. I mean, I'm going to have to. <laughs> You'll yeah. be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Leader. Pops. Success. Freedom. I'll throw this one in. High school. <laughs> Grizzlies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was for <laughs> Ebony's <bad>. sake. <laughs> I meant to say college. Uh, Butler. Okay. Entrepreneur. Anderson Oil. Failure. Quitting. Nice. Hero. Pops. Fun. My girls. Family. Peyton. Chamber. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> nice. Good answer. Nice. Wichita. Home. Vacation? Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, I going on one this weekend. Um, okay. But nice. islands, I guess. Uh, oh, excellent. Last but not least, and you got to tell the truth about this one. Mm. Beverage. <laughs> Sweet tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> Sweet tea. <laughs> excellent. Thank you for being on the podcast, my man. Yeah. Yes, I appreciate it's been you wonderful. guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for uh, giving us a chance and being on the podcast. Um, we hope that you had a good time. Hey, I showed it. I laughed. You know, I, I had me nervous for a second. Yeah, Ebony will do <laughs> no, that. No, not me. <laughs> she, she'll do that. Yeah, too. smiled and straight face, straight face yeah. and smile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got it. You got it. Well, thank you again. Friends, uh, thank you for listening. Please leave a message. Let us know who you'd like to hear from next. Please share this podcast with your family and friends. And we'll see you next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. 
For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.